Hi everyone, this is Yajun. Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Woman Podcast. Today we have an old friend to join us, Shi Xiaoqin. If you listened to our previous episode, you would remember that Xiaoqin joined us before, and we talk about feminism and all of the interesting topics about women's rights. So today it's our great pleasure to have Xiaoqin here with us again. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's a great pleasure to come back. Yeah. <laughs> For the new listeners,、uh, just a, a brief introduction about Xiaoqin. So Xiaoqin previously was a military officer. She studied international relations. Right now, she moved to the academic world and working the Zhejiang University as a professor. So today, we are going to continue our、um, conversation、uh, about feminism and women's rights. The reason that we want to invite Xiaoqin here today is because recently. As everyone knows, that Me Too campaign has eventually spread in China, <laughs> and、uh, we recently saw a lot of cases and a lot of women step out and start to talk about their personal sexual harassment experience. As everyone knows, there were several cases from、uh, several universities about professors、uh, conducted sexual harassment cases、mm-hmm. towards their female、uh, students. We saw several cases came out earlier this year. However, over the last months, suddenly more than two dozen cases、mm-hmm. came out. We saw that happened in universities, in、uh, NGOs, and、uh, media、uh, in media industry. Right. It's very interesting to see suddenly so many cases came out.、Mm-hmm. So that's why today we want to have Xiaoqin to join our conversation and to share her. View and thoughts about this.、Mm. I I would like to ask Xiaoqin.、Um, why do you think suddenly there are so many cases came out in China? I think it's just like、uh, you said a few minutes ago that it's finally spread into China. I think the Chinese women has been waiting for this day、mm. for many many years. So why at this moment it broke up? It's、um, I think it's the、uh, three. Factors for this. The first、okay. one is we have a, a large size of、uh, well-educated women today、mm-hmm. in China.、Mm-hmm. Right. In the last uh, uh, four decades,、mm-hmm. I believe there probably be five hundred thousand female students got their、uh, university degree. The first, this is the first factor. The second is it's like I think they um encouraged. By the Me Too movement in the U.S., in the European and、mm. other countries,、mm. right? You see,、uh, because they are well educated, so they can read English. You、mm. know, they travel and they have friends abroad, so they accept this idea more easily, and they think maybe we can do that too.、Mm. The、right. third fact is, I think this sexual harassment issue、uh, has been an issue for. Many centuries, right? Yeah, even longer than、years. that in China. <laughs> yeah, so you know, it it it's always there.、Mm. It's just waiting for the right moment, you know, to get out.、Mm. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's、uh, our pleasure to see you know something such a special moment happening here. To be、yeah. honest, I mean, a lot of people ask me. Maybe as a Jingjing as well, whether Me Too campaign would happen in China.、Um, people asked me that earlier this year. I wasn't sure because you know, 
in China, people talk about censorship, talk about you know social impact to personal life. Mm-hmm. So at that moment, I wasn't sure. I, I only saw a few cases came out in universities, but you know suddenly it spread in the whole country. So it's very interesting to to see that. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it sees them unimaginable even a few years ago in China, before the Weibo, mm. Weixin era. Mm. You know, in the past, they want to publish something, even a few lines that you have to go through the whole levels of the publication. Right. You mm. will be censorship at the first glance of your content or your topics. But today, you know, we have social media, everyone can publish something. Mm. Right. Even the authorities will censor it, mm. but it will be after you post it online. So you will got uh, hours or days mm. to broadcast, to circulate your publications to other people. I think it's, um, why is this moment? Why this year? And the other thing, do you remember the first event as the makes a stir in the Chinese society? It's the uh, Peking University graduate. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So for, for the listeners who didn't know the background, a, a brief introduction, it was this um, earlier this year. So it was this a girl who committed suicide. Um, was it 10, 10 years ago or 20 years well, ago? 20 years ago. I believe it's uh, around who, 20 years who ago. Who suffered from severe depression after being um, sexually harassed and also insulted by her professor um, that many years ago. And it was um, that her classmates right. um, yeah. at the time, yeah. four of them, alongside with her parents, right. uh, finally came out and then um, exposed the professor's uh, behavior and what he has done to their daughter. And then they, they are seeking for justice and then for people to reconsider this professor's conduct because he is still a professor mm. teaching in a reputable university. You know, if you read this uh, story, you can see first the, uh, the students of the Peking University, the top university in China. So the graduates from this school, they are more powerful than mm. other uh, university students. Mm. Second, the girl, the classmate, the best friend of the died girl, she was in the United States. Mm-hmm. She wasn't inside China. Right. Mm. I think it's the one factor to, you know, give her courage to do this thing. Mm. So the third is it was supported by many other classmates. Right. Mm. So you, you know they are top university graduates so they can give their voice heard. Mm-hmm. I think also uh, one thing I was really impressed was uh, what happened after this article came out a current student in Peking University, I can't remember, it's a he or she, um, asked for the university to disclose the, the investigation against mm. this professor. And actually later, this current student published long articles talking about how much difficulties she suffered from the university just because she asked for public information mm. about the, the, the investigation. Um, the school asked her mom to come to school to right, back yeah, her yeah. not to do this. The school threatened to expel her. her yeah. yeah, I think it was really severe. I mean, I understand that, you know, the, the, the girl who passed away is a tough time for her classmates but you know her classmate like you said 
they're already overseas, so they don't. The school doesn't have any power over them, so they do this just for the sake of their friendship, right?、Mm. But the current student who is so courageous、mm. to do that to challenge the current authority,、mm. that's something that I didn't expect at all. It's I'm not surprised by that.、Mm. You know, in modern China history, every movement, most of them. Uh, initiated by the university students, right? True. You remember one hundred years ago, nineteen nineteen, right? The the, the main force movement.、Mm-hmm. Right. It started from Peking University. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. So, so it's、uh, you know. So it's like the history relive itself, that the university students are still the, f- the pioneer in terms of driving a trend or a spe- specific campaign. But that's you know that's really encouraging. Yeah,、um, yeah. I I feel and and I I also think it's it's really shed light on other industries because that they were able to speak out for for these kind of events and later on that we've seen、um, other women are encouraged have been encouraged by this and then start and decided to to speak up for their experiences.、Definitely. Yeah, I think that's the first major event. I personally, I would think that's the start point of this Me Too movement. I think last year there was also there was like Beihang. Yeah, there's a Changjiang student. Yeah, yeah the, the it's also because of its Peking University. You know, everything、yeah. related to the Peking University <laughs> it attracts people's eyeballs, especially. Yeah, yeah this one is much bigger. Yeah, yeah. A,、mm. a very influential professor、mm. in China. You know. Yeah, the first one I think is the Beihang Luo Xixi. Luo Xixi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think she disclosed this case to the university was in late last year,、um, and then he published a official article on the January the first. The the thing is very interesting is like you know when the thing broke out, I paid attention to the academic circles. Mm-hmm. So most of the professors, especially the male professors, they were silent. They said nothing about that, but when they you know. In a private uh, uh, circumstances,、mm. uh, some professors said, "Oh, it was a shame、mm. of the university,、mm. and it was a shame for us."、Mm. You know,、mm. he thinks、uh, as a male professor, they feel ashamed of that, but they don't see anything in public.、Mm. Why? Why is that? Do you feel like the reason that they didn't speak up, the male professors who didn't speak up? Is because that they are they are afraid of commenting on this, or they are afraid of how they really feel about this case is not going to do them any favor. Well, pressure from the peers.、Mm. I don't know. I have been wondering over these issues for many years. You know, every time when something bad happened related to the men, most of them、um, started to. Defend themselves,、mm. so defend all the male as a gender.、Mm. So I think it's、uh, because、uh, it's opposite sex who is accusing of one of them.、Mm. So they have this male identity. They、mm. think they need to defend themselves.、Mm. It's very hard for them to criticize one of them.、Mm. It's very hard for Chinese men to stand up. To criticize one of his peers, so that's、mm. very interesting because that sort of somehow indicated the 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 tribalism of between back to the very 
beginning of the gender, like the male and and female gender, mm. where it's such a specific and individual case where it would make a lot of men to feel like that they're supposed to or not supposed to do something just because of their gender. Do you have any specific example to to show? For example, um, I remember you mentioned this case about this guy mentioned this to you that he didn't know how to speak to you after he learned that you're a feminism and um, and also feminist and also after everything that uh, break out that do you have any specific examples to yeah, to show I think that's a very interesting how men how react men to react to it where that they have nothing to do with this yeah it's it's a very very interesting thing you know uh, I love interesting things <laughs> I've been, you know, thinking over these kind of issues. I try to understand them, why they react in this way. Why don't they react in that way? Mm. Mm, I think the first, uh, my guess, it's just my guess, Mm. probably they don't know how to react. Mm. And they are in panic. Suddenly they feel, oh, wow. So I don't know you women would... uh, look at in this way. I don't know you are uncomfortable with this sexual harassment. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know you have a, a you know opinion over me. So I don't know how to react. And they don't know how the other men react to that. So they prefer to stay silent. They prefer to see nothing. And I think uh, unconsciously they think they need to uh, defend themselves because they don't know maybe one day they will come across this similar situation. They think they may be accused someday? Yeah, they may be accused someday. Interesting. Even the gentlemen, you know, there are many good men in China. Even them, they don't react. I Mm. asked one day very, I think he thought I might be a little aggressive. <laughs> I asked the one guy, why you guys always, your first reaction always like you are the accused? Mm. Why don't you think, oh, I'm a gentleman, I never did this thing to uh, women, so I can stand up and criticize this kind of behavior? I said, uh, well, I don't know. I think if I see something, maybe other men will think, uh, maybe you did something wrong. Mm. Why you stood up? They will ask me. That's his answer. Mm. So it's not a very clear answer. I just think he mm. he didn't know himself. That's a bit like thinking too much to me. From like that would almost feel like guilty conscience of not wanting to comment on something because that they were worried other people might thought that he had done something wrong so that they, he would stood up for other people. Let me put it this way. I mm. think maybe it's because he might thought if he stood up for a woman, mm. other guys would think he has a relationship with a woman. Otherwise, why you defend this woman? Why you hmm. stand by her? Mm. Okay. So, so let me give you an example. So I was in military. Some of my colleagues, they smoke mm-hmm. uh, in the corridor, in the building, inside the buildings. Right. So I complained to them. I said, please stop smoking. 
in this corridor. It's unhealthy to other mm. people. Mm. It's forbidden by the regulations. Mm -hmm. uh, they ignore me. So I complained to other guys who don't smoke. Mm -hmm. And I just tried to say, oh, you just, um, you know, tolerate it. Uh, there's no good way to persuade other guys. I don't like the smoke too, but how can I do? There's mm. nothing I can do. I mm. said, you can talk them. Mm. You ask them to stop smoking because some of them are even smoking in the uh, bathroom. Mm -hmm. So the other guys who don't smoke don't like it too, but mm -hmm. they don't want to talk to the guys who smoke. Mm -hmm. So and one day I knocked door by door to <laughs> talk to pair these people, please stop smoking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I, I didn't get any support from the guys who don't smoke. They just keep silent. And I heard they talked about me behind my back. They said this woman is, uh, it's, uh, you know, he's, she's, uh, too much trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Such a difficult woman. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I, I'm, I'm also wondering whether it's uh, out of, you know, ignorance about mm. sexual harassment, right? Even not, not only men, even a lot of women right now are not very clear what can be considered as sexual harassment, sexual assault. So maybe some guy feels like, okay, maybe before I did something, I'm not sure whether that can be considered one day as sex sexual harassment. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's why they don't dare to say anything. I, I, I don't know, I just speculate. Yeah, I think, I, I think that's going back to the question or going back to what we discussed about um, how people define sexual harassment and I think a lot of people who did like we talk about like the sexual harassment from the minor from verbal sexual harassment which is like very minor to sexual assault mm. there is a whole spectrum of, of them and then there are level very differently but there is no one actually openly talk about what can be categorized as sexual harassment or what kind of behavior can be seen as sexual harassment so a lot of people might think for example from men's perspective that they would be seen as uh, like what Xiaoqing was just saying that they didn't know whether there's something that they've done might have upset women um, or can be categorized as sexual harassment but mm. nobody is there to ask it's like the elephant in the room right, right. So you, the best thing is to keep silence uh, and not to touch about it. So then hope, hopefully that there no one is going to talk about it. Mm. But then if everyone is having this kind of reaction, it's difficult to foster a healthy discussion because um, Yajun, you and I discuss a lot about um, how important it is to invite men into the conversation. Right. Yeah. Uh, where so far we, we are not very successful. You might exactly. Men. So whoever is listening to this, if you're a male listener, and you want to and talk about you, us, please let us know. It. Please email to us. Yeah. So we really, yeah, we really keen to get involved men into this conversation, um, to get their perspective, so that we can have a constructive discussion uh, about this, uh, and then that we can figure out a solution because there, there could be is there's misunderstanding of what we expected men um, to behave or to conduct themselves. Right, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. I remember we talked about this issue last episode, like, you know, anything related to sex, whatever it's uh, sex intercourse or, or it's sex harassment or rape something, 
Chinese mouth said, oh my God, speak up this word is so difficult for them, especially to have a conversation with a woman. Mm -hmm. It is so hard for them to talk about that. Mm. And it's also very hard for Chinese women to talk about it with uh, men. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very hard. It's a, it's a taboo. Yeah. So I think even when they read newspaper, they read these words, they will feel uncomfortable with that. Right. Yeah. So mm. it's very hard to have a real conversation. Let's talk about it. Let's discuss it. Yeah. Let's have a conversation about it. So just to make one point on that point. Um, is, is but, they, I, but they do these kind of things. Is exactly, yeah. and then there's one there's one one comment I can't remember where I saw this. If you can't talk about your pleasure in sex or how you enjoy sex, there's no way that you can talk about sexual harassment. Of right. course, yeah, 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 totally agree. That's yeah. why this Me Too movement is so important because Me Too it's like uh, I got uh, harassed, and she got harassed too. And she got harassed too. I got harassed too. We all get sexual harassed. So let's speak up about this. Let's talk mm-hmm. about this. Mm-hmm. I think the significance of this movement is not about uh, to you know to punish the the bad behavior or something. It's about uh, okay, we can finally we can talk, talk it in mm-hmm. public. Right. Yeah. 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 Raise yeah. awareness. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I think that's something you know in China we really lack of. For example, like. During this uh, summer, I went to the U.S. for holiday, mm-hmm. and the, we were talking about this in the family. So my husband is American, and the, then we talk about this with the, my mother-in-law and my sister-in-law. So my sister-in-law has two kids. Mm-hmm. Um, one is six, the other is eight. So we were talking about you know how much lack of education of sex. Then I asked my sister-in-law. How do you talk about sex or even sexual harassment with your children? And then my sister-in-law <laughs> turned her head to the, the, the baby girl who is six years old and asked her, said, Ava, if somebody touches you, what should you do? And the girl answered immediately saying that I will tell you what I tell the teacher immediately. Mm. So I, I was really shocked. I mean, even until today, nobody talked talk to me about sexual education, right? I highly doubt a lot of Chinese parents talk about the sex mm. or how to deal with sexual harassment, you know, to their children right now in China, even today. Mm. But in the U.S., apparently, it's a common thing that people talk about, discuss, mm. not necessarily explain in very detail about sexual sexual harassment, but at least they teach their kids if this kind of thing happened to you, what you should do. Mm-hmm. So I think that's. Um, the correct way to communicate and to, to te- teach children how to do this. Yeah, so it's, you know, sex is a very natural part of your life, right? It's in, uh, inevitable everyone, mostly. <laughs> <laughs> everyone would have that. Most people. But in Chinese culture, you know, it's a, it's a secret. Mm. It's a dark word. No one talks about it. Right. No one talk about it. So it's um, just like you said, even if we couldn't talk about uh, the happiness in these actions, we couldn't talk about the miserables in this action. Yeah. Many of my friends, you know, even in my age, even all of them are well educated. They don't know how to talk about it to their daughter mm-hmm. right. and their, their son. They don't know how to talk to them. 
Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's a part of their co- education that's missing, and then if they didn't know how to deal with it themselves, and then it's difficult for them to pass it on the knowledge. Right. I mean, next generation. Recently, um, the the Portrait Revue magazine mm. did this survey, mm. and the, according to their article, within twenty four hours, they got a thousand and seven hundred response to that survey, and a lot of people talk about their personal experience of sexual harassment. It was a long article and reading through it, I was really shocked. First, the most of the victims suffered sexual harassment from the people they know. Their mm. brothers, their cousins, uh, their uncles, their grandpa, oh and gosh. even their own father. Oh my God. And you know, there was a section about how their own father sexually harassed them. And secondly, I was really surprised how their parents respond to this. One girl was talking about her personal experience with her teacher, and then she told her mom, and her mom's response was like, oh, don't talk about this, and just keep your distance away from him. And then later he learned that her mom was sexually harassed by this teacher as well. Oh my God. And the mom didn't say anything and didn't allow the daughter to say anything. It made me feel like, you know, this kind of um, passive way to deal with the situations passed on from generation to generation. So if the mom doesn't know how to deal with it, you know, how does she teach the children how to deal mm-hmm. with it? So I think that's something really seriously yeah. missing in this society. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also amazingly to see, you know, the whole Me Too campaign in China start from the universities. Mm. So yeah. that means at least they learn it from somebody, you know. Yeah. And, and also, I think just for this movement, and I think that opens the door for people to know that there are actually so many people um, have experienced this and now have the courage to speak up. And I think... It, only that we can foster a positive and embracing environment f- that would encourage more people to to speak up to uh, about this right. this event. So I think that that will be. I hope that this movement will fundamentally change. For example, how friends talking about sex and sexual harassment, and then later on how if we become mothers um, and how we talk about sex and sexual harassment to our children. Yeah, I think it's not only about, uh, you know, you pass on the knowledge about this uh, sex issues to the next generation. It's also about uh, to teach them to say no. Mm. It's, sure. it's, it's very hard for women to say no to men in this country because from the, the very beginning of their life, the culture, your parents, your family, the school will teach you to say yes to the uh, superiors, to the teacher, mm. to your fathers, to your brothers, to your uncles, to your supervisors. Mm. So it's very hard for women to say no to, to these guys, to these men. Mm. This movement, I think it's uh, another significance. It's like it just um, makes this uh, very grand uh, uh, image of man collapsed. Mm. Because right. you, you know these professors, they were they are respected. Mm. They have uh, knowledge. They are intellectuals. No people can say, oh, they are not as good as 
they are portrayed. Mm -hmm. right? right? Yeah. So in the past, you maybe think the politicians might be bad guy. Mm. The people who are rich might be bad guy, but you still respect the intellectuals. Mm. Yeah, right. the <laughs> Yeah, they are supposed to be, you know, the example, the life example for more young generations. Mm. Yeah, more examples, not examples. They are learned, you know, they know much better than you. Now you can say they are the same <laughs> as other bad guys. Right. Yeah. So I think this this time, after this moment, the, the women should learn that they are men. No matter how knowledge they are, they are men. Yeah. When they, they are with you in the same circumstances, they will take advantage of this, you know, superiority to, mm. to you know, to harm you. Yeah. So there are always bad men in any any of the industries. Mm. Yeah. Right. And then, and then I have a, I have a question. Uh, it's quite interesting because in the U.S., the Me Too campaign started from the movie and the entertainment industry um, and whereas when it first started uh, people will start to move their eyes into China and to see whether there is any similar cases in China because you in China we we heard about the Tianguizhe which is like the unspoken rule in the entertainment industry and that you have you need to sleep your way up to get your role right if you want to be famous and then that's like being like a, a open secret for for many many years but no one ever spoke up about this we've never seen we heard about this 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 phenomenon but there's no actual cases um that were you know brought to the light um brought to the to the public eye um and i found it very interesting where after the hollywood broke out the the me too campaign and then there's no still there's no single case in the in the movie and entertainment industry in China does it mean that there's no single case of sexual harassment case in China's movie and entertainment industry I personally don't believe so <laughs> yeah um, I don't believe too. <laughs> <laughs> but then what stops them from what stops women from speaking up is it because that the the the, the authority or the power structure is tighter and more strict than um, than than in the U.S. So so that that's very interesting and and bothers me. You know I don't know Xiaoqing if you have any thoughts about this. I think you're right. I think the power structure is more tighter than in other sectors mm. because you know entertainment is a very profitable industry. Mm. Once you become a superstar, you can make lots 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 of money. So once you expose your producer or director or the invest uh, investors to this industry, you will lose a lot. Mm -hmm. You know the cost is so high, mm -hmm. so it's very uh, difficult for a female superstar to you know to expose it like in the academia circles. You know in the university in the academic powers circles, the professor's power is limited. It's very limited. Once you graduate from the school, he or she has no power over you. Mm, right. So it's much easier for yeah. you to expose them. Yeah. And also, you know, the students, the size of students is so big, they can support each other. You know, mm. you can find, uh, uh, you can get support from other students, from other universities. But for the female, uh, you know, actors, uh, actress, so 
I think it's a very small circle.、Mm -hmm. I don't believe they believe they can get much support from others. Maybe others will say, "Oh, it's a good chance for me、right. to yeah, you know take over her rule or something like that." Yeah, go go back to to the current Me Too campaign a little bit. Um, recently, an article written by Liu Yu,、uh, who is、um, uh, associate professor from Tsinghua University, got a lot of attention. So she wrote this long post, blog post,、um, talking about her own opinion on this, which caused a lot of controversy. Basically, she she said, "Oh, I agree with the Me Too campaign, but at the same time,、uh, I don't like the way how people accuse each other." Right now, it's like people write the the posters during the Cultural Revolution period.、Mm. Basically,、uh, one girl accused another guy and write a long blog post and post online and damage this person's reputation. So she argues that the whole thing should be dealt with、uh, through rule of law, through the legal way. This article causes so much controversy. Some people、uh, agree with her. Particularly,、uh, a lot of male professor I noticed, but at the same time, there's also a lot of people criticize her for ruining the 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 Me Too campaign. What what do you think about it? Yeah, it's a very controversial essay. I was surprised Liu Yu wrote this kind of. Why? Why did she was my favorite?、Uh, you know, author. You know,、uh, she wrote、uh, several books. I bought、right. all of them. I I like her very much. I see. And, She is outstanding in the female academic circles.、Mm. So、she is、right. very excellent.、Uh, I think she misused the the poster.、Mm. You know, the poster in the Cultural Revolutionary is totally different thing from the poster online today.、Mm -hmm. You know, in the Cultural Revolutionary, the poster was organized. It was organized from up to bottom. Mm. You know, to accuse someone, and、mm. that one has no chance to、Don't、to response.、Mm. Yeah, to to response, and、uh, this Me Too movement. You know, just some victims they accused someone, and the the one who was accused, he has chance to respond.、Mm. You know, if you are innocent, you can see that, so you can ask for、uh, the proofs. As many men would、uh, think, or.、Uh, Give me proof, otherwise I don't believe you. <laughs> so that's the thing. I think May Liu Yu misused these poster things,、mm -hmm. and he aroused the the fear、mm -hmm. of the society. You know,、mm -hmm. to to exaggerate the fear of the man, so they would think, oh, these horrible things. If I would be will be accused by some women, it would be terrible. I'm probably lose everything.、Mm. So I think it's very it's it's damaging to this movement. Yeah, definitely.、Mm -hmm. It's damaging. I guess I only guess maybe Liu Yu herself never experienced sexual harassment. Mm hmm. You know, you know, some women they are pretty lucky, so、mm -hmm. they never experienced this. So it's very hard for them to understand this very special issues. I think sexual harassment is quite special. Most of them happened in private scenarios. Mm -mm. So it's very hard for victim to have a proof, right? You、yeah. know, when you when you were raped, probably you will get a proof. But if it's just, uh, uh, like, uh, uh, forced uh, himself to you, or、mm -hmm. uh, it's just like, uh, um, 
a case you don't like or something mm. like that, it's very hard to have evidence right. to prove yeah. that. You couldn't have camera everywhere, right? So usually if the, one, the guy wants to uh, harass you, he will choose where he will do this. So right. it's not up to you to choose the, the place mm. it happens. So I think it's very demanding for the victims to provide evidence to every accused, mm. alleged mm. sexual harassment. So it's very special. Mm. So you need to give this kind of issue a new category to how to deal with it. Right, yeah, for sure. And also I think as much as that I agree in principle that you shouldn't sentence this person to death, well, metaphorically, before that this person's been properly judged right, right. Uh, going through the right procedure um, and I think it was the the reputation that Liu Yu was thinking that the potential reputation damage mm -hmm. that this by speaking up would have on the, the men as much as, as, as I think that's true to some extent the other truth is that if you only going to that path you worry about tarnishing someone's reputation because there could be some false accusation. If you just use that to stop people who have really suffered from sexual harassment from not speaking up, wouldn't that be lost its balance? I think we benefited from the social media, the technology that everyone can have a voice mm -hmm. and everyone can have a platform to express their view and viewpoints. And it's really important for everyone to have that and then to use that platform wisely to defend for themselves. Right. At the end of the day that, you know, we, we need evidence and we need witnesses. Mm -hmm. We need to gather all sorts of information as possible to demonstrate whether this is the right or wrong case. But that's, that's a separate matter that you can't stop from people using this platform to speak up. Yeah, I think the platform is uh, neutral. You know, yeah. the victims can use it. The offenders can use it too. Mm. So it's, uh, it's equal opportunities for both sides to discuss these issues. Uh, as to the Liu Yu's talk about uh, the law procedure, I think it's, um, it's kind of uh, out of the context mm -mm. in China. You, know, you, rem you remember another event, Li Yi Yi, in Gansu, a high school student, a mm -hmm. female student, who was... Uh, Although she committed suicide. Yeah, she committed suicide. Really yeah. She was uh, harassed by uh, her teacher. Yeah. And uh, she, she went through, she all, went the legal through all the procedures. legal procedures. Mm -hmm. yeah. But uh, she couldn't get any justice. Yeah. So she has to commit suicide to ask for her justice. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's very tragic things. And if you look at the reality in China, there's no proper procedure in, in China. If you were uh, harassed, you don't know who you can talk to. You mm. don't know which organization you can resort to. Mm. You don't know which law to give you a chance to, to get the, the offenders punished. Mm. It's very hard. There's uh, nothing exists. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do feel like in the U.S. the, the, the system is much more established more than in, in China. Based on my understanding, you know, if some employee filed a lawsuit against the company, the, the, uh, her or his boss 
um, sexually harassed him or her, and he can sue the company and get a lot of money. And also in university, we talk about this, like, you know, if a male teacher meet with a female student, you know, they have to keep the door open, mm -hmm. they need to think about, you know, how they behave in front of students. Mm -hmm. So I, I feel like at least in the US, as far as I know, there's a lot of established rules to make sure to prevent this kind of a situation. And even for the legal system, uh, the, normally the judge would please prefer to believe in the victim, even though there's no solid evidence. There are a lot of cases that plaintiff didn't uh, get the punishment, but most of the time the judge would uh, please prefer um, to listen to the victim rather than the uh, accused. Yeah, so to China just get into this process, you know, the female students asked for the university authorities mm. to make these regulations to, you know, to publish yeah, to train the professors how to behave when it relates to his students. You know, so they asked for that. There are many letters sent by many students mm. to ask for to establish this system. But it's very hard. It's mm. it's very hard. I asked some uh, professors. It's good for you too. So I said you should support it. So they just uh, mm -hmm. they just keep silent. Is there any at all um, discussion in your university among students or among professors, or even among um, administrators from the university? Like talk about what they can do to prevent this kind of things happening in the future. Uh, I think they might be thinking about it, mm. but they still don't know how to respond to this movement. I see. And I think their first reaction is still to cover it up. Mm. Let's cover it. Let's mm. pretend there's nothing happening here. But you know, the students are pushing the authorities to do something. Mm. So it's um, I think it's uh, it needs time to wake up some people. To let them know this is a big issue. Right. You mm. should take it seriously. It won't go. It won't go. <laughs> yeah. It will be continued. Mm. It will be continued. It won't stop. Mm -mm. So, but I think the first um, wave of reaction would be very harsh for the uh, Me Too movement. Right. Yeah. There's uh, three uh, reasons. The first, uh, you know, next year it's a thirty years anniversary for one big event. 30 years ago, you, you just, um, just think about oh, it. Oh, right, right, yeah, so yeah. It started from the... <laughs> I was like, uh, uh, I was what? Thinking, oh, I thought, right, yeah, I thought you meant the 40 years of uh, opening up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 30 years. So, you know, it started from the campus. Yeah. So the second reason is we talked about uh, uh, before, it's like 100 years anniversary for the mm. May 5th movement. It mm. also started from campus. Mm. Right. So the third is, you know, the more and the more, uh, you know, women's uh, anti-sexual uh, harassment is part of the feminist, is part of the women's rights, mm, right. right? So the authority doesn't like that. Yeah, authority doesn't like any kind of right. <laughs> yeah, so I think in the next couple of years, it will be very harsh for this mm. movement. Mm. So I'm pessimistic. Yeah. But do you think for the long term, not... Maybe it's difficult for the next couple of years, but for the long term, do you think it's going to make an impact? 
sure of course it's already make a huge impact mm. it already if you uh, pay attention to the uh, news co- covers in the last uh, couple of months you can see the mainstream newspapers right the report they reported this moment yeah that all of the mainstream newspapers reported that Mm-mm-mm. yeah mm-hmm. so i think it's um progress do you think censorship would be a deal breaker <laughs> uh, yep uh it's uh i don't know it depends on the whole political circumstances mm. so you know nowadays the relationship between china and the us is so intense mm. so if china keep going to open up is keep going reform society i think the meeting movement will go deeper Mm-mm. but if china is going to shut up or we're going to have a very we're going to have a worse relationship with the united states with the european countries with the developed countries i think that will be backwards Mm. You, 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 you mean in terms of a society's development? I think it's a decisive force is the political one. It's not society. You know, you know, to the whole society, I don't think parents want their girls be sexually harassed in Mm-mm. school, Mm-mm. in working place, Mm-mm. in marriage. No one wants that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I think the power has its own gender. Its, its gender is male. Mm-hmm. So it's it's like all the power, all the uh, government, all the uh, power structures are designed for men to dominate that. So how they uh, maintain that structure is like to step on the women's back. Mm. So today you want to stand up, so it's uh, very challenging for them. How can we break this this thing? Fight. It's the only way you can do. Some people would say, you know, many of my friends would say, uh, let's uh, um, educate our men. I think it's... Um, what kind of I don't think it, I don't think it's workable <laughs> educate the men. They, kind of, they won't be educated by you. What kind of tools that we can use to fight? It's like this Me Too moment. You speak up, you publish, you stand by uh, shoulder by shoulder by each other mm. Mm. so you just speak up so what we want what we don't want stop doing something and mm. start doing something it's what you fight for it's mm. not they will never give it to you if you don't fight right mm. yeah that's it's, it's very you know very challenging very very challenging you know you, you think about your family so can you talk about uh, feminism to your father? <laughs> can you talk sure. to your father? You should respect me. No, never. You just try to do bit by bit, little by little, mm. to get your power right, against true. him. Mm-hmm. Sure. I, I feel like based on my observation, or even personal experience, it's really hard to say no in certain situation no matter to authority or even to friends you know think about in our daily life how many times we do things that we don't want to do if you want to make something happen you just really have to make up your mind and say no and that's the only solution (laughs) you remember that book the second sex 
it's a milestone in feminism. And her theory is, you know, there are two genders, two sexes. So, but the man is the first sex. Mm. The woman is the second sex. So mm. they're superior, they're hierarchy. Mm. So nowadays you want to be equal to the first sex. The, mm. the one accept it yeah, without yeah. fight. You can't get it without fight. Without fight. Mm. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Great. On that note. <laughs> let's fight <laughs> yeah and i think you know to keep the conversation going and um i think it will be great if the current movement can be considered as the first movement mm-hmm. of fighting for women's rights in china i'm looking forward for Xiaoqing, to welcome Xiaoqing back to discuss the second movement third move and movement and then so on and so forth so we can keep the conversation going yeah definitely we need to talk about this constantly yeah <laughs> I'm looking forward to the second wave of the <laughs> Great. Okay. Thank you so much, Xiaoqun. Thank you so Thank much. You. Oh, it was such a Thank pleasure you. to talk to you. Thank yeah, you. Very nice conversation on this issue. I always want to talk about this. <laughs> oh, we can always talk about that. We can continue yeah. to do it. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Yeah. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for listening to Woman. If you have any feedback, write to us at womanpodcast, W-O-M-E-N podcast at outlook.com. Thank you.